So, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me tell you about our day. Louise Nuts and the Bullfrog's life on a random Friday. You know, my kids are over here hanging out with his kids. Bright ass early this morning, 7 a.m. His wife's making breakfast for him. It's great. Me and my wife come over. We start hanging out with them at about, I don't know, 10 o'clock. We watch a little MTV The Challenge. Make some bets on that show. We got a little fantasy league that we play. We throw around the idea of playing some golf on a on a Friday afternoon. So we get some golf going. We we get a nice free 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 hookup for a little nine holes. We start we start drinking a couple beers. I think I whooped your I'm ass. I'm kicking too. his ass all over the place, pounding him down the fairway, 300 yards. He's he's playing 100 yard duck hooks, fucking from one fairway to the other. It was 150 <laughs> yards, but yeah. So we get done playing golf. We both had you know three or four beers. Then we decide to go get some more beer and alcohol and go sit in a church parking lot, drink a beer, play some Pokemon Go. Good 30 minutes of hanging out in your car, doing Pokemon Go, drinking beers. And we came back just, to... Just giving it right to God <laughs> in the ass. Then we came back to Dwayne's house. I don't know what we did. That's when I fucking destroyed oh, you yeah. in Madden. Then brother. we decided to go at it in a game of Madden where Dwayne, Dwayne Dwee's Nuts proceeds to beat me... 35. 35 to, to nine. 9. Drew Brees throwing four interceptions. Meanwhile, having a few beers. Then we finally had to separate our families for about an hour. Mm-hmm. So we could get Just a little quiet to, time in our own houses, put the kids to bed. And then I walked back over here with some more beers and more shots to come and do a fucking podcast. That's the life. That is the fucking life. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show here. It's just me, that's Dweez Nuts, and your boy, the Bullfrog. Today, the Wiz had some shit he had to take care of, and, uh... I, I, just on the phone with the doc, he said he's in bed, so he couldn't come by. I don't want to tell you what time of night it is because it's embarrassing for him. Uh, but it's just the two of us. We're going to do this fucking show right. This is the last show before the season begins. If you were with us last year, uh, you you learned, as we did, that our in-season shows are very different than our off, uh, off-season shows. Uh, mostly in that we take a lot more shots every fucking episode. So we're going to try to ramp it up a little bit today, Froggy. You are, buddy. I'm going to take a whole bunch of shots. I, I think I owe you four from golf. Like I said, I kicked his ass. Yeah, uh, and uh, you owe me, what, one for every point I beat you by in Madden, so that's <laughs> going to be a hard day for you. Um, we're going we're gonna to get that going. We'll start it off right Right now, with our first shot of the yeah. night, so cheers to you, cheers to fucking football, and uh, let's get it fucking going. Yum. This week in football. All right, let's talk about news here. We'll start easy. Will Fuller looks to be ready for week one. We will be, in this episode, going back and sort of revisiting some of our rankings. You'll see Will Fuller come up a little bit in those rankings. Um, and uh, him being ready for week one is big time. I think he's a really great best ball steal if you're still drafting best ball. And I, I like him in, in season long, uh, especially with this news. How about the news about Gronk? He had that big press conference yesterday. He said, hey, I'm leaving the door open to coming back at some point. Uh, are you in our Dynasty League going to chase down Gronk or what? No. Fuck no. I've got Jeff Swaim. I'm set. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that why you ranked Jeff Swaim? You're the only fucking one to have ranked Dude. Jeff Swaim. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about Jeff Swaim right now? Uh, just give me a little bit. Just give me a fucking taste. Uh, just Here's just a couple reasons yeah. why I think Jeff Swaim can have a decent year. One, he fucking... Well, one, he... Last year for the fucking Cowboys, he played like the seventh most snaps of any tight end in the NFL. My goodness. Which means he's capable of being on the field. 
And blocking. And blocking in in all situations, which is a good thing for a tight end. You don't want a guy that's in and out half the time. And second, Nick Foles is he's he's probably the most pass happy tight end lover in the fucking NFL. He does love him some tight ends. Jeff Swain specifically signed with Jacksonville knowing that Nick Foles was going to be the quarterback there, thinking he could have some production. Sure. I think their offense will be better than it was with Nick Foles. And it's all about Mr. Swain. And, I mean, what kind of receiving core do they have there? I mean, they got a couple guys that are okay. I just, I, th- I think Swain could be a nice little uh, streamer. You know what streamer. Wiz would say if he heard us talking about Jeff fucking Swain say, at the top of the idiots. show? <laughs> Mostly just that. So let's move off of Swain. Sorry. Look, Sorry, fuckers. Stop listening. Whatever you want to do. Before our last episode, Zeke... Was offered the second highest contract in the league. On the show, we talked about, hey, maybe by the time this thing drops, he'll have signed it. Not happening. He's not interested. Shot it down. Yesterday, Jerry Jones in a press conference said that he and the team are prepping for a six-week holdout. That's what they expect from Zeke. Uh, and, yeah, he's just not He's just not going to take the second highest running back contract in the league. These guys are idiots. But... That's a big deal. You'll see the repercussions there in our ranking updates as well. Tough, tough news from a guy that everybody had ranked right there in the top four. Uh, running Another running back to talk about very briefly, just because he's on my dynasty team, that's Jarek McKinnon. It looks like he will, in fact, hit the IR again. Second year in a row. Um, what is it, eight, nine weeks that he's got to be on this before he can even bother coming back? You're going to see some love for Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida in our rankings in a minute when we get there as well here. Um, That is still a valuable position. That's the running back position on the San Francisco 49ers, so look at it. But let's get to the real news. Let's get to the news that we're going to spend some time on here. That's Andrew Luck and his retirement. So on Saturday, I had a home, my home league draft, and it wasn't an hour Maybe an hour and 15 minutes afterward that Andrew Luck retired and the the ripples were felt immediately across the league as everybody who drafted any any Indianapolis Colt was desperately trying to trade them at serious discounts, but nobody wanted a piece. So, So tell me, Bullfrog, with Luck gone, Jacoby Brissett in here, what happens to all the Colts, all the fantasy pieces that we all loved? On the Colts. My honest opinion is, it probably might be different than a lot of a lot of takes on this, but I just think Hilton and Mac just have a, a slight dip. A little bit. A little. Not too scary because overall, I think their offensive line is still great, and Mac might get more volume in that aspect. He probably won't. He won't be able to score as many touchdowns. So you take a couple touchdowns off the top for him. But if he can stay healthy, he's still going to get plenty of volume. As far as Hilton goes, I don't think they'll be as good of a team, obviously. So that might put him in a game script that requires a little more passing. So again, I think he could be okay. And he's not a big touchdown guy anyway. So he could get some junk time shit when they're trailing in some of these games. That With luck, they might have been winning in some of these games. I think more than anything, it hurts probably like an Ebron, a Doyle, and some of those other guys... That yeah. you thought maybe a Paris Campbell or a Kane or a Funchess, any of those guys you were believing in a little bit, I think are the guys that get impacted the most. Yeah, I th- I think like you're not wrong about Paris Campbell. That guy was going to be a gadget guy. You can't run a lot of screens if you're not stretching the field, so that hurts him a lot. And I liked him. I I said a couple of weeks ago that he was my favorite rookie wide receiver. Maybe not so much anymore. I agree with you 100% on Mac. Maybe more touches, maybe even more catches coming out of the backfield. I, I, I bumped his yards per carry down just a little bit as defenses don't have to worry about luck back there, but he's going to get the ball plenty. I think Naheem Hines is hurt here because he's just not going to get a lot of opportunities to come in and do his thing. Um, I disagree with you pretty greatly on the T.Y. Hilton thing, though. We have a significant body of evidence that says T.Y. Hilton, without Andrew Luck, is a wide receiver 30 for fantasy with Andrew Luck right at number 12-ish or so. I mean, there's, it, for whatever reason, it's not touchdowns, it's it's yards, it's yards per catch, it's these deep balls, it's this connection that those two have that just doesn't exist with Jacoby 
fucking Brissett. Look, Jacoby Brissett, actually, it, there's a couple things that he does better than Luck, believe it or not. He throws a lot less interceptions. He throws the ball downfield a little further, air yards per pass. Um, he's His completion percentage is right around where Lux is for his career. I mean, he's not terrible. He ran around a little bit, too. He's not More gonna, than Luck did. It's just that he's not going to be scoring touchdowns. He doesn't have the big play in him. Uh, it's... And, it, and it's an offense that's not going to be able to stay on the field nearly as much as they would have otherwise. This hurts the team, I think, the Indianapolis Colts, more than it hurts the Colts fantasy players, though, because the Colts went from being, uh, fuck, everybody's picking them for the Super Bowl to, you know, we're doing a survivor pool this week. I did pick the fucking Chargers against them in week one. So it hurts the team, I think, more than it hurts the fantasy players. Watch the touchdowns drop. I think Ebron is a big... Uh, he, he's hurt a lot by this because he made his nut on touchdowns. Jacoby Brissett doesn't throw touchdowns. I think Jacoby Brissett might throw less touchdowns this year than Ebron caught last year or damn near close to it. So, fuck him. You know, I, I still, I don't know. I, I don't think Brissett's a terrible quarterback. I think he could be a decent NFL quarterback. Yeah, but he ain't. He ain't no, a, he's not. He's Andy not Luck. a great he's not fantasy quarterback either because he doesn't throw the touchdowns and he doesn't have the deep home run ball. Well, let's say this: Do you think he could get twenty five touchdowns? I've got him. I've got him slated in for nineteen. But do you think he could get twenty five? No, because I felt like I was being very generous at nineteen. But let's just say he got twenty five and put five in on the ground. Okay, five on the ground. He had the year he started. I think he had four. But you are. if he does 25 and 5, he's Dak Prescott. Yeah, if he does 20, well, you need 6 to be Dak. Well, Dak I scores 6 every but fucking season. His year he started, he had 260 yards and 4 scores. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's I, I, I don't think, think I gave him I mean, I'm not betting on it, but I gave him I mean, it might even have been 18 touchdowns and I gave him two on the ground. I think the Colts win the division. I still Beat How about Texans? that? Yes. Beat the Texans? The Texans' O-line is fucking trash. We'll make put a that a bet in. We'll make a bet over here. It's a bet. Playing with, your, ding- playing with your ding-dong? Yeah. It's, you know, it's been neglected lately. Yeah, I hear you. Froggy. I hear you. Um, it, so that's luck. He's gone. There are ripples for fantasy purposes. Probably bigger ripples for NFL purposes. As far as I'm concerned, you still got him winning... The goddamn the bit. You're an idiot. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. All right, so here's some dumb shit, guys. I got two things that I want to do real quick. Dumb shit number one obviously has to do with Donald Trump because you're back on the couch with us. Not super directly, Donald Trump. So you may or may not have heard, listeners, that the Amazon rainforest is on fire. The Amazon rainforest that holds 80% of the undiscovered species estimated on the planet to date. Uh, The Amazon rainforest that all by itself produces a little more than 20% of the world's oxygen. That's a lot of our oxygen. Um, It's on fire. It's burning. Here's the dumb shit. The president of Brazil, or whatever the fuck he's called in Brazil, this Bolsonaro guy. So this Bolsonaro guy, by the way when he was running, made it very clear how much he respects Donald Trump. He he ran on a nationalist policy. He ran on a policy that said, fuck the rest of the world. We're going to make Brazil as great as it can be, which, in my opinion, is going to kill us all. But hey, it's fine. Um, He won. Now, when the Amazon rainforest lights on fire, everybody in the world takes notice because it's a pretty important piece of the earth. Forget Brazil. Um, so a lot of countries, a lot of allies, a lot of Brazil's allies, even some of their some of their enemies said, "Hey, let us give you aid. Let us help you put these fires out." You know what this Bolsonaro guy says? Hmm. No, no thanks, no thanks. Not just no thanks, but he's not trying to put them out himself. Some people are saying that he started the goddamn fires. Um, he comes out and says, "I don't want your aid." It'll go out on its own. We don't need to work too hard on it. You know what your president Donald Trump says? 
I respect that. That's a good decision, Bolsonaro. Right call. You shouldn't take people's help to put out these fires. Let it burn. Uh, obviously, as these articles come out, it's it's made very clear that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of oil drillers that want to come to Brazil and pay the government a lot of money on the land that the Amazon rainforest uh, sits on. So so maybe that's why it's not being put out. But anyway, dumb shit because we're all going to suffer. We're all going to die a whole lot faster than we were going to anyway. Next dumb shit I want to point out here has to do with Antonio Brown, who's damn near as stupid as Donald Trump is these days. Um, great move on his part. So this whole helmet thing, you know, he says, I don't want to wear this helmet. I'm not going to play with this helmet. Two separate complaints to the NFL. Arbitrator comes in both times and says, sorry, Antonio Brown, you're gone. Well, the next, the very next thing that happens is that helmet manufacturers come out of the woodwork offering Antonio Brown millions of dollars for a fucking sponsorship deal. Uh, and he gets his pick of the litter. They're going to specially design a helmet for him, pay him millions of dollars to wear it each week. Uh, and now this cat, who's who's just a just a fucking idiot, just getting paid all the more money. So maybe he's not. I mean, maybe he's a genius marketer. How does how does the hissy fit that Antonio Brown threw over his helmet get him millions of dollars? That's what our uh, jolly old Saint Nicholas, jolly old Saint Nicholas. That's what he said when I was kind of questioning him about what the hell's he doing. He said. He said he's a fucking smart guy. He he likes the attention, and this is just the shitty pulls. It's just the shitty and it pulls. Fucking, he got paid. It pays off. For he's him. getting paid. I think it's dumb because nobody's paying me a bunch of money to be a child. All right, uh, we ready for the show? We're skipping stat of the week because the Wiz isn't here. Skipping it. Ain't no stats, baby. We're waiting for this fucking season to start so we can start spitting you out some new shit. We like new shit. Today we rank motherfuckers! We're not going to go through all of our rankings for you guys. We've done that already. We made our changes. Our changes will be available on our website, maybe. Yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com Please check it out. I'll post our final consensus rankings on Twitter. These are the rankings that we're going to use to decide who did the best on the show at the end of the season. All we're going to do for you today is look at a few guys that moved a significant amount. Maybe they moved up our boards a lot. Maybe they fell on our boards a lot because of some of the news we talked about or something we saw in preseason or what the fuck ever. So we'll just mention a few highlights there. Uh, I'm going to start first. I'm going to start at the quarterback position. A few guys that moved a little bit. Carson Wentz moved up. He was right at the tip of our top 10 at 9. He's popped all the way up to number 6. In our consensus ranking. So he didn't move much for me. Uh, Bullfrog, rather. Did he move a lot for you? Who's that? Wentz? Yeah. Well, do you do we, do we have any idea why this happened? No, Wentz did not move at all for me. He moved. He must have moved for him. I think it's interesting that Wentz pops up to six. And later on in the show, we're both going to talk about the Eagles as a team that we really like. So yeah. maybe it's just a team. Um, Winston, Jameis Winston goes from outside our top 12 at 13 Pops up to number nine in there. Do we have any idea why Winston's moving up? What did we see? Do we just like the way this offense is coming together in the offseason? Yeah, for me, he didn't change in rankings. I did not adjust my points. I, I think I had him the highest probably to begin with. I think you guys might just be starting to buy in that if all these fucking pieces are going to score points and the quarterback that's throwing the ball is going to have to score some fucking points. Don't hate what's going on there. Lastly, in our quarterback rank, another another guy that came up a few slots here. This is... Uh, Trubisky, my boy Trubisky. He wasn't inside our top 16 at all. He's just popped just inside that top 16. Again, this is a this is a whiz move, I believe. He's done some stuff to to move him up. I didn't change him at all in my rankings. Probably down if I did anything at all. But uh, there you go at 16. Did you change Trubisky? Uh, I, he bumped up two spots for me. Oh, there um, you go. Andy Dalton I had kind of high in my first ranking, and I dropped him down. Okay. I think luck that, disappeared that, I think off that, the yeah, list. Yeah, I think so. That's the two spots, basically. Luck falling out, and then I dumped down Dalton, and that bumped up Mitch. Two yeah, spots. some of these guys move because other guys fall out or other guys come up. But that's really the big moves here. Obviously, Luck's no longer on our list, and Jacoby Brissett did not make the top 16 uh, as his replacement. But uh, those are the big movers at the quarterback position. Bullfrog, why don't you take over running backs? Tell us a little bit about who's making moves on our boards. Whew. I'll take a shot while we do it because I owe you a few. 
Let's see. Can we can we pinpoint the guys that are moving up? Uh, sure. We got Gurley moving from 11 to 6. This is a big one. We got Montgomery moving from 18 to 15. Devontae Freeman moving from 19 to 16. Sony Michelle moving from 25 to 19. Tevin Coleman, 26 to 20. Chris Carson, 30 to 22. Josh Jacobs, 28 to 23. Miles Sanders, 31 to 24. He's fucking screaming through these things, man. Well, I'm going to go back. I got names flying past my face. We're going to go back. Okay, go go back. Uh, Austin Eckler climbing from 39 to 29. So, you know, I feel like we've talked about a lot of these guys throughout this offseason. But Gurley, first guy, moves up five spots. Again, uh, for me, you know, one of the guys is Gordon moving down below. For me, Melvin Gordon. I think sure. that's bumping Gurley. Zeke Gurley's falling up. outside of that. Zeke as well. falling out for some people. But let's let's be real about Gurley. Like the team has come out and said over and over, he's fine. He's healthy. He's fine. Um, we haven't seen a ton of him in the preseason, but maybe maybe we're just starting to buy into the 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 dialogue, the storyline here that he's fine and he's going to play. Yeah, I mean, I have him uh, in my personal rankings in a half point. He is sitting at the two, four, six, eight, nine hole. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you where he is for uh, us, but I don't want to. You know, and I think part of it, you know, part of it's just doing drafts. I feel like he's going higher than what you think. Like he's a name that's big, and it's like, fuck, this guy could be great. And you and people are taking him higher than maybe what you have him ranked We're because yep. you, be. just, you just We're can't human. Let We're him affected go. by right. that stuff. A uh, couple of rookies on this list that moved up. You mentioned David Montgomery. Obviously, after watching him play a little bit, he was going to move up inside our top fifteen. That's pretty good. Josh Jacobs goes from twenty eight to twenty three. Um, is that part of the the Hard Knocks bump? I've watched a few episodes of Hard Knocks and I haven't seen much of Josh Jacobs, but. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they've gotten rid of the veteran of Doug Martin, so really that, yeah, that's, they've that's got helpful. him and him only at this point. Miles Sanders goes from 31 all the way up to 24. I to Just today, somebody on Twitter was telling me they think Miles Sanders is going to be a guy that wins people leagues. And, you know, I started to type a, an argument, and I, I just couldn't because he may well, once he takes over that role, be that guy. Yeah, I mean, I... I think the lack of volume is going to scare me a little bit, and I just I don't I'm not sure if he's as skilled as a guy like Camaro that can be as efficient as Camaro is with as little of touches as he was say his rookie year. Uh, but I think he could be a great player. Uh, you know, guys like Coleman are moving up with McKinnon going down, and Chris Carson moved up. I, I'm a big reason for Carson going from yeah, 30 to 22 because I was I was all in on Penny, but again the news was. Carson, Carson, Carson. The team said Carson, Carson, Carson. We saw a little bit of Carson in the preseason, so I'm buying in up to 22 in the rankings there. I think you might say his name later today as well. Yeah, I mean, everything you're hearing, even from the beat reporters, everybody, is that Carson is the better fucking He's player better in practice. So Penny is still going to get plenty of plenty of work because that Seattle backfield's a fucking loaded with work. But it's the Carson show. Yeah. Uh, Eckler moved up 10 spots. That's an obvious Melvin Gordon issue there for us how about the fallers yeah let's see if we got a couple fallers uh we've got zeke falling from the third to the 10 hole tough with and that's not because of me so i'm not sure Wiz or you must have really hit him. it was me i took uh i took i think four or five games away from him it's so fucking hard to project this guy because you don't know what's going to happen i think i took four games away from him um and that dropped him a pretty significant amount Wiz also dropped him a significant amount on his but it's so hard with these guys, and this is like after my issues with Le'Veon Bell last year. I wouldn't touch. I'm not touching Zeke anyway. Somebody could get some great value out of him, but again, I've skipped over him in all my drafts because it's just like there's another guy that I like, pretty damn good right there that's playing. It's hard for me to pick a guy Absolutely. that's uh, another guy going down is Kenyon Drake. Uh, well, the team little, talks about trading him away for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, a little banged up. You know, sounds like it couldn't be a 50-50 share at best. Looking to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So things are just kind of not looking up for Kenyon Drake. Melvin Gordon falling from the 7 to the 27. That holdout looks like it's going to it's gonna last. Long term, baby. Tariq Cohen, that's probably because of me. I took, you know, with, with Montgomery creating this more hype. You got to think gotta. he's going to get some of those receptions. So... You got to take him away from somebody. 
I did and the same. It's probably got to be Tariq Cohen. I did uh, the same. It's yeah. all about that Montgomery love. Yep. So that, that kind of gives you some of the movement on our running backs. Uh, Rashad Penny nearly falls out of our top 36 just because of that Carson. So you see some of that flip-flop back and forth between the guys on the same team. Yeah, too. and all these guys are going to be drafted. You know, the what the worst one on the board is sitting at Penny at 36, but he's still going to get drafted in the... Fuck Shit, yeah, we just is. did a draft the other day, though. He lasted all the way to, what, 11th, 12th round Pretty he was hanging late. there. Pretty so even late. in that league, people were sitting on him. If you want to see all these rankings, I know we're ripping through them, please visit the website. Check it out, yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. I'm going to talk wide receivers here. Not as many movers at the wide receiver position. We don't have any holdouts to worry about. No really major injuries, nothing that big. Uh, Julian Edelman actually comes up from 14-11, which was surprising to me because just last night or two nights ago, he had that thumb issue recur came off the field in the preseason game his thumb was injured again so so we'll see what's there he's officially questionable for week one but he's i mean even with josh gordon in there like edelman is the man there uh mike williams also bumped up from 17 all the way to 13 i think he moved a lot on your board specifically actually nope zero no maybe i mean he didn't move on mine it must have been Wiz. with what i noticed about Wiz's rankings this time is um, that the people he drafted on his team have moved up in his rankings. Uh, yeah, he's got that. I, I tend to do that. He's a got that bias. Myself. Big mover all the way from number twenty-one on our list to fourteen on our list was Brandon Cooks. I can't explain this. I don't know why he's leapfrogged Robert Woods, who is the better receiver on that team. Can you explain this to me, Bullfrog? Nope, not from my board. Jesus Christ! That's got to be another Wiz movement. Tyler Lockett goes 18 to 15, a small move there. The big one for me is Antonio Brown goes from our consensus 8 to our consensus 16. Gotta be because he's not on the field yet, right? He's not playing with that quarterback. There's no feel. I mean, there's no connection. They're not building rapport. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, I think people are just sick of the bullshit, including the Wiz or you and... I mean, I still I think, had him down at twenty something to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I've got him. Uh, where do I? Have? I still probably ha- I probably have him the highest. I'm sure I have him the highest at two, three, four, five, six, seven. I still got him in the nine spot, above guys like OBJ even, by just a spot. So maybe I'm crazy. But Are you serious? The dude, nine? the dude is a beast, and I still think he's gonna get target share, man. He might. So we'll see. He might just. Um, all right, that's fine. T.Y. Hilton moved down from us for us from 12 to 23. We know why that happened. Here's another big one that I'm excited about. I saw Curtis Samuel go from our 43 to 35. I'm going to say this again. I might be wrong again. I think this was a large, in large part to your rankings. Are you coming around on Curtis Samuel? I bumped up Samuel a little bit. Yep. Is he higher than DJ Moore yet in your rankings? No, Are you believing? No, 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 no. Well, I've convinced Wiz, apparently. He's at 35 now. And I'll tell you what, you can get Curtis Samuel late as fuck in drafts. I think he's a really great value. You want to hit us with those tight ends before we move off of these ranking updates? I wanted to give one more receiver a little bit of love here before we moved off of those. And that's a guy that I bumped up quite a bit. And that's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. You bumped him up so goddamn high. What is he, 19 for I bumped, you? I bumped him up 10 spots. He, he's at the 20 spot. Christ. He's at my 47 or something ridiculous. I mean, last year he was on pace for a top 10 wide receiver through 12 games before he blew his fucking Achilles. He was on pace. I have right. him at wide receiver 58. Wiz has him oh, at 40. You're going to lose the shit out of that. I mean, I'll bet you. You will. What, what do you, you got him at twenty. Put I got him, him top at 30. fifty-eight. Top thirty. No, the split is thirty-nine. Take even better. You want to go thirty-nine? <laughs> yeah, fuck yes, I do. It's a bet. Yay! I should have taken top thirty, right? You should have, but That's we're right. playing it fair. I like it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got you. No, I mean, I think I think he can have a nice bounce back here, man. I mean, he showed already that he's healthy, which is fucking insane. He's a talented dude. Anyway, let's move on. If he had a quarterback to play with, maybe I'd believe it. Give me the tight end movers and shakers. Tight end movers and shakers. We got a David Njoku going from the 10 hole to the 7. Big move on Wiz's board, David. He, there up. were a lot of moves on Wiz's tight end board. I oh. wish I could tell you why. 
And this must be another whiz mover of O.J. Howard down from the 6 to the 10. Can I tell you what he did? So Wiz sent me his top 16 tight ends. O.J. Howard didn't show up. What the fuck? Dallas Goddard did. Wiz. Maybe he forgot. I, I think he did his rankings in the car on the way to his mother-in-law's birthday party. I think party, he was so. a little hungover from his shitty fucking auction draft. And just yeah. hate, hating the world. Might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Uh, we got Ebron moving from the 8 to the 12, which, which makes is, a lot of sense. It's an Andrew you know? Luck thing. It's a touchdown thing on that Colts team for sure. We've got Darren Waller. This is a guy that I moved up into my top 20. Uh, Me too. Me too. He was not being he was not being ranked in our initial rankings. He's now in the 15 spot. You know, a lot of good shit coming out of camp. He's going to be their main tight end. Very an athletic freak type guy. Hard knocks guy. Uh, hard knocks. Cool hype. story, right? Big drug addict who's been clean for two years now, ready to play football for real. He's a he's a humongous man. He looks it anyway. And I mean, Carr showed that he looks for his tight ends last year, and it's got to be a pretty similar offense. Uh, Carr loves to show the ball, throw the ball real short. And granted, they're going to have a whole lot of shit for Antonio Brown that they didn't have with any of the receivers last year, you know, trying to get him as many touches as possible. But you got to think this Waller guy can put up a decent uh, a decent stat line. And then another new addition is Trey Burton uh, from a non-ranked to the 16th. Let's hole. go Bears! So right in that streamer hole for you guys. Yeah, that's that's the tight end movement. Pretty pretty self-explanatory on those guys. Really comes down to Wiz. The Njoku thing surprised me, and the O.J. Howard thing obviously surprised me. But that was Wiz. He's 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 something else. You want to take another shot with me? I'm trying to burn through the shots I owe you. Last one of the day for this guy. Come on, we've only been drinking for nine hours. It's my not liver, enough. My liver's struggling. Is it? Need you're some not, water. You're not old enough for that shit. All right. All right, sir. Here's to three in the pink. Two and a stink. Hoping for three in the pink later. Oh, yeah. Three inches, that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get off these rankings. Let's talk about our favorite fantasy Woo! game. It's our favorite because we fucking yeah. made it up. And every time we talk about it on Twitter, people say, damn, that's a brilliant idea. Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. That is three in the pink, two in the stink. It is our pre-draft day value fantasy game. We've talked about it a couple of times on the show. We put it out into the world, and we have had some responses, guys. We've got people sending in their lists. We've got people working on their lists for us to send in. A quick reminder about how you play in case you want to play. You pick three guys that you like better than their ADP today. One that's going inside the top 20 at their position, either running back or wide receiver. One that's going between 21 and 40 at their position, either running back or receiver. And one that's going between 41 and 60 at their position in today's ADP, either a wide receiver or a running back. Uh, then you pick two players that should like less than their ADP value. You expect to do worse than they're going in ADP right now. Uh, that is one guy inside the top 12 at his position. One guy in between 13 and 24 at his position. You send us those names all year long. We track that each week. We track how they did relative to their ADP right before the draft season ended and the actual season began. The winner this year is going to be getting a nice signed something or other. We don't know yet. We haven't bought it yet, but you're going to get something. It's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, we're going to we're gonna share with you our three in the pink, two in the stink picks right now. Before we do, I will just tell you, I think we've gotten 12, maybe 13, 14 of these things in already. Um, I want to tell you who's being picked right now so you have a leg up on, on the competition. Right now for our Balls Deep player, that's the guy you like better than his ADP going in the top 20. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is the most popular pick right now. Been picked three times more than anybody else in that category. At the half-shaft position, that's Matt Breida is the most popular pick. Only picked twice, which means nobody else has been repeated, right? This is a large spread between that. 21 and 40 ADP. And at the just a tip player, that's our 41 to 60. Anthony Miller's been picked three times. He's a pretty popular just a tip guy. On the flip side, the stink side, we've got two guys picked twice in our ugly stick. Uh, that's the top 12 player that you think is going to underperform that ADP. 
Joe Mixon's been picked twice. I wish the doctor were here to hear that. And Odell Beckham Jr. has been picked twice as well. And our last guy, that's the 10-foot pole guy. 13 through 24 at his position that is going to underperform. Derrick Henry's a popular pick. Chosen three times in the first 14. You know, I chose him last year as my my ugly stick or or 10-foot pole, and it didn't work out towards the end of the season. Maybe that's why I didn't beat Wiz, but... Uh, that's the popular picks right now. Bullfrog, I want to know from you. Let's remind the people. Last year, I think you came in dead ass last. Nah, I think I was second to last. Did you just, did you I, overtake the guy ahead of you? from last. No, I you think were I fuck, finished dead last. You were fucking terrible last year. <laughs> so why don't you give us, I haven't heard these yet. This is a live selection right here. Who are your selections for 2019? Three in a pink, two in a stink. Represent the goddamn show a little bit this time. Let me just say a couple things. Okay. If I may. Please do. Well, first one, let's let's reiterate a new rule for this season, which really kind of fucked me over last season, was that if, if a guy becomes injured during the season, whether it's a week missed or a fucking rest of the season, that's it. You just take a zero for that guy for the rest of the season. You take a zero... For every game he doesn't play. Which doesn't really hurt you. Doesn't really help you. Well, it fucking helps you a whole lot more than what I had to succumb to last year when my guys missed games. I had to go all the way down to the 65th fucking hole because I got a zero. Because Delvin Cook didn't play. But he wasn't on the IR. Because Jameson Crowder didn't play. But he wasn't on the IR. So here you go. Sorry, I had to complain a little bit. It's fine. You lost last year. My top 20. This is your balls deep player. My balls deep. Chris Carson. Ooh, Chris Carson. With an ADP of number 16. So that gives so so for the people, he he's at 16 right now in ADP. If he finishes week in week 3, he finishes as running back 2. Bullfrog gets 14 points towards his team. If he finishes at running back 25, he gets a negative nine for his team. It's a cumulative score, week by week, cumulative for the entire season to determine the best pre-draft value fantasy player in right. the world. I mean, the other guy I like there a lot was Delvin Cook at the nine. But again, at nine, you know, even if he's finishing as the fifth best running back on the week, you're only going to gain four. So I, was, I had to look for a guy that was a little bit lower in the ADP to give me a few more points possible to pick up. In the, uh, so that's the first time Carson's been picked. Interesting choice there. No, I thought Shane picked him as well. No? Shane did not. Shane picked James Conner. Oh, okay. In uh, uh, what's the next one called? That's the half shaft Half shaft. I, I had to go with the consensus on this one. Well, only two other guys picked him. But at ADP 36, Matt Breida seems like a fucking steal Especially for me. with Jarek McKinnon going. Uh, I mean, if McKinnon yeah. comes back after week nine or whenever he can come back, that might be rough, but... So far, so good. Yeah, I there. mean, McKinnon's a guy that you know he might get twelve to twelve to fifteen touches a game. Or he's not going to be a high volume. Forty-five touches a game. Yeah, I don't want him to get that. No, Maybe once, does, but yeah. he won't last if he gets that. Uh, and my just the tip player. The just the tip. I had to go with the guy I've been fucking hyping up all fucking season. I mean, I've been hyping up this guy before all the fucking experts on Twitter. Started to fucking hype this guy up. And that's no just this fucking hill. You have been all about... You're right. You've been all about so some justice So if this motherfucker hill. breaks out, then I'm a fucking genius at this shit. Because I've been on his ass before the... Like, right after the NFL draft. You have, yes. You were so on him early. We'll see. I've come around. You've convinced me. At the 49 get, ADP. That's who my guy. Let's get your uh, Let's get your two in a stink here. Who's your ugly stick? Top 12 guy. Top 12 guy is a guy that you guys brought up last week in the uh, bust show for me. Solid. And that's going to be a guy that i got to stick with. Keenan Allen at the number 11 ADP. We, I talked about... I don't know if you guys talked about it, but he's got a... Murderer's row of tough cornerbacks throughout throughout the first uh, eight we, weeks. We we listed the teams. All those guys are top twenty five corners in the league. Top there's thirty two teams. So like, yeah, you know how it goes. Doesn't mean much. But go yeah, ahead anyway. Go ahead. Again, we looked at his box scores from last year. He really only picked on a couple shitty teams, which he very well may do again this year. But hey, 
you know, at the 11th spot. All right, Keenan Allen, you have three weeks where you finish in the top three. Good for you. And every other week you finish fucking 30 or 40. I'll I'll finish plenty positive on a guy like Keenan Allen. Sure. This is my tough one, man, and my last one, which is my ten uh, foot ten foot pull here. This is thirteen through twenty four. At that's a safety. Either I go with the guy that everybody else seems to like here, or I double dip on that Ravens backfield. Are you gonna do? You wouldn't be the first person to take Ingram. No. No. I, second. You'd be the second person to take Ingram there. Henry or Ingram. Mm. It's a live pick, man. I'm going to try Mark Ingram. Fuck it. Mark double, double Ingram. You and Lucas Kaser, fellow writer for the FSG, and dove in with Mark Ingram there. All right, so those are your selections. What do you got? Nuts. I made my I, I made my selections about two minutes ago um, while you were going, so, so let's run these down. Just so you know, Three out of your five selections were first-time selections. Nobody else had taken them yet. So I appreciate the uh, the uh, balls there to go to All go right. against the grain. All right, for my balls deep guy, I'm going to go uh, a running back that I've been all in on. I'll tell you what, though. In all of my drafts all over the place, I just couldn't fucking get this guy. I've been trying to get him everywhere, and I can't get him because he goes half a round earlier than I expect him to go in every single draft. This is a guy that you and I both like a lot. It's your hometown boy, Carryon Johnson, at the... Uh, at ADP 14 yeah, yeah. in the running backs. I think I, he'll I, finish above that plenty of times. I definitely I definitely looked at him when I was looking at it. I was looking at Robert Woods there. I was looking at Devonta Freeman at 15 running back. I think he's going to be really good this year. Woods at the ADP 16 I think is pretty good. But, yeah, I went carry on. So at my half shaft player, look, the, I think the best way to play this game, half shaft, you could pick a guy between... 21 and 40 in the ADP. The lower you go, the more points you can get. Mm-hmm. So I took the running back sitting at ADP 40 right now in, in half PPR, by the way. Um, a running back that I think is going to be the guy on his team to take over as the number one and do just fine. Even though I don't love the team, it's a running back 40, not hard to beat. That's Royce Freeman. Ugh. Ugh, huh? Ugh. You both are Philip Lindsay guys. He doesn't guys. catch the ball either. I'm not Tell a Philip Lindsay guy. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we're looking at. I, by the way, the other yeah. guy, my, the other finalist there was Christian Kirk that I was thinking about at thirty-five. I decided against it. By the way, didn't uh, didn't Wiz take Freeman as his balls deep guy last season? He might have. I think he had Freeman. Yeah, he might have. Uh, no, he took Aaron Jones as his balls deep. No, that was his second guy. I think. Half shaft, maybe. All right, so now we're looking at uh, my just a tip player here. So, so I'm gonna do like you. These are two guys that we've just been kind of swapping names back and forth for a while. In fact, we swapped these two guys back and forth in a draft last night. Here's a rookie that immediately, before the draft started, I said, this is my favorite running back coming out of this class. He's the best guy to watch on tape. He's got all the skill set you need. Might take a couple of games to get there, but Devin Singletary sitting at the running back 47 is going to fucking win me this whole goddamn thing. Calling my shot there. Otherwise, I was looking at Gallup, another guy I love at 48. Even Peyton Barber at 51. Being the starter there felt good, but yeah. I just couldn't pull the trigger there. All right, if we go to my uh, two and a stink players here. Uh, ugly stick, that's top 12. This one was this one was probably the toughest decision for me. I really liked Le'Veon Bell going at 6. 6. Right. So if you take an ugly stick guy going at running back 6, the worst he can do is negative 5 for you on the week. But I think Bill's, Bell's going to have plenty of weeks outside the top 20. Uh, but I didn't take him. I liked Chubb here at running back 8. Same reason. I think especially after Kareem Hunt comes back those last 6 weeks, he could be running back 30. That could have been a lot of points. Didn't take him either. Instead, I chose to go with the grain on this one. Odell Beckham Jr. as a wide receiver 5. Five. I do not believe in Odell Beckham Jr. this year. I think that's going to be a great pick. At the 10-foot pole position, this was the easiest for me out of all of them. Going at wide receiver, number 13 is Amari Cooper. And he's definitely my fucking 10-foot pole guy. I think I'm the second person to select Amari Cooper here, and that's appropriate. All right, how do you feel about your selections there, buddy? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, that's I never, the confidence we want to hear. There was a lot of names I saw in there that I liked, but I was trying to be a little different. You know, not names that you've been hearing every fucking day on every fucking Twitter account and this and that. So, Keenan Allen, I haven't really heard anywhere. Ingram, you said one other guy. So I thought that the Hill Ingram was kind of a cool combo. Yeah, I'll tell so you what I did. Here, I did Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis last year, and that's why I lost. Yeah. So exactly. More right. power to you doing it again. So, I mean, if you hit if you hit that, it's gonna be fucking boom. If you don't, then oh well. So I think this game is a lot of fun to play, and I'm gonna take a shot to it. Toast to three in the pink, two in the stink. And listen, if you're listening, just send us your names. That's all you have to do. Each week we'll track this. We'll go over the highlights in the week. We'll take lots of shots. It's fun to do. We're gonna put it on the website so you can follow along all year. And again, if you win, you get assigned something. Maybe even assign something from one of the guys you picked. I don't know. Froggy, we only have one thing left to do on this episode. This will be the shortest episode we've ever done. You ready? I'm ready. All right. We're going to look at the playoffs. The actual NFL playoffs. Forget fantasy for a second. We're going to look at the NFL playoffs. We're going to select our AFC Championship, NFC Championship teams, and our Super Bowl teams and winners here. We made a shot bet on this last year. I assume we're going to make a shot bet on it again this year. Is that the case? Sure. All right, we'll make a shot bet on it again this year. Whoever's got a team that goes furthest in this thing wins, right? All right, you ready to kick it off? I don't think we have any kind of drop that we could use for this. Let's see. What do we got? Don't be an idiot. There you go. Uh, hit Hit us with your playoff predictions. What teams are we going to see in January? So in the AFC, I went pretty pretty standard. Um, the best team versus the best quarterback. And that's going to be the New England Patriots until they prove otherwise against the Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Mahomes. Who, Vanilla. You know, after the Andrew Luck goes down, and I don't, I'm not big on the Chargers like I wasn't last year. Uh, I'm not big on the Texans. Uh, yeah, not big on anybody. I mean, I'm Colts not big on the disappeared with the, that in the big on the Steelers or the Browns. That division, I'm not overly excited about. I can't pick the Browns to fucking get to a fucking AFC championship. I agree. So with yeah, you. Patriots and Chiefs. You want to give us your AFC, and then we'll kind of back. Yeah, I'll hit you with my AFC. I mean, you're half right with the Chiefs there because they're the Chiefs, right? Um. I think the Texans, however, are a team that's also really fucking good. I'm going stud quarterback versus stud quarterback here. I don't think either team has a great running game. Um, but the quarterbacks are going get to get it done. Houston, Kansas City. Who you got? Uh, well, yeah, let's go NFC. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are an interesting pick because if, if they do make it, then Deshaun Watson had an MVP season. And he can. He can. He's got He's the skill well set can. to have an MVP. Well if he can, can be healthy all year, there's no reason to think he can't do it. A- NFC. One team's going to get back to the NFC Championship. That's the New Orleans Saints. I think they're they're right there with the Patriots of just being the one of the best overall teams in the NFL, their defense is much improved. Their offense is just good. They just run an offense that Drew Brees knows how to handle. They've got running backs up the ass. They've got Michael Thomas. They brought in Cook. So I'm going with the Saints against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. With Carson Wentz coming back, that defense is always solid. They should be able to win that division. Uh they just got another good combination of offense, defensive talent, skill level, coaching. I like them to get to the NFC Championship game. So, again, you're half right here. Those Eagles are going to go to the NFC Championship game for sure. Um, great team all around, top to bottom. We just said how many times over and over again. Miles Sanders is is a great fucking player, and once he gets in there, he's going to win some shit. Uh, But I'm going to go with another perennial powerhouse, at least over the last five, six years or so, and that's the Seattle Seahawks, a team that's going to make every team that they play play their game, right? And that's going to be slow, control the clock, run the ball 48 times in every fucking game, and that's going to defeat, it's going to deflate some of these other teams in the NFC. It's going to make people hurt. You know who can't beat the Seahawks in Seattle? 
that would be Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I don't believe it's ever happened. Certainly not in any games that have counted. So I've got the Seahawks, Eagles in that NFC Championship. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, sir? Seahawks are going to have to win a lot of fucking games to get that, that game at home, though. I think they can win a lot of games. Uh, so we both have a team in common in the conference championship games. However, yes. our Super Bowl looks a little different here. I am going with the New England Patriots versus the New Orleans Saints. The oldest quarterback matchup in the history of the Super Bowl. I like it. They're still playing for a reason. Because they can get great. it fucking done. So yeah, that's it, man. A bunch of new squads. New who do you England got? Who do you got? Orleans. Who do you got winning? You haven't even picked yet. I'll talk about my Super Bowl matchup, then you can tell All me. Right. So you picked the oldest two fucking quarterbacks in the league. I'm picking two of the youngest stud quarterbacks in the league to go. To this, actually, all four of my fucking quarterbacks were young in this, but uh, I'm taking the Chiefs versus the Eagles. I think it's going to be a great fucking Super Bowl. Those two teams, Carson Wentz and his entire team, against Patty Mahomes and uh, whatever he can put together on the run with his no look passes. It'd be fun to watch. It'd be a sure. lot, a lot of fucking fun to watch. We wouldn't have to watch the Patriots in another Super Bowl. Um, so I'll tell you that I've got, I've got Mahomes getting it done. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes win the fucking Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is one of the few guys that can go 50 touchdowns and then throw more than 40 in the next year. I've got him at 42, and it's gonna be it's gonna be enough. I like it, the Chiefs. All right. And you know who you know who's gonna be a surprise a surprise stud in the Super Bowl to help that team win the fucking game. That'll be Darwin Thompson. Oh, look at you coming around on Darwin Thompson, Calling. falling off the map on Damian Williams yes, a little sir. bit. Yes, huh? sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees to walk off, retire right after there. getting the fucking right Super Bowl and just saying, you know what, I've had enough. I got number two. I don't want to be Tom Brady and play till I'm 45. I want to go enjoy some time with my kids. And that's it, baby. Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. He's a great man and he deserves to go out on top. All right. Those are our picks. One of us is going to win. One of us is going to lose that that bet. Did you write that one down? It's I just did a the, bet. I did the Yay! playoffs. Yep. So we'll have to look back at our teams. But Perfect. I don't have to look back. I know who they are because they're going to be the winners. Um, okay. So before we take off on this short show, I think I owe one more shot. I'll pour it while you tell the people your lesson of the day. Lesson of the day is, if possible in your life, just don't work. <laughs> if you can find a way to make money and not, Don't. and not work and just fucking play Madden, fucking play Pokemon Go, play drink golf. a beer at the car, play golf Sit in on a regular basis, you got the life of fucking luxury. You know find who, a way to do that. You know who's got that life? Dewey's Nuts. That'd be Dewey's Nuts, baby. Good for you, buddy. Toast. All right, bitches. That's good advice. See what you can do to make it happen. In the meantime... You can fuck off and we'll see you when football's going. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>